ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to Uncovering Disney Magic. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my wife, Rachel. She's a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where they make big fun easy. She specializes in Disney destinations all around the world. Together, we have a combined 50-plus trips to Disney destinations. So now we invite you to sit back, relax, and let us help you uncover the magic. episode 17 of uncovering disney magic i'm rachel here with my husband zach hello in this episode we are going to talk about the differences between walt disney world and disneyland so we've been we're, we're fortunate enough to have been to both and when we tell people that they ask us what's our favorite and all that kind of stuff so we wanted to do a comparison and it really is kind of going to end up being a compare and contrast um, of what's, I guess, unique about each destination. And then maybe at the end, we'll tell you which one's our favorite. So before we get started, I just want to give you a couple mousekeeping updates. Yeah, so starting off, uh, just announced recently by Disney Parks uh, that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be coming to Disneyland in 2022. With that announcement, they also announced that... It will be coming to Hollywood Studios, which we knew already, but it was now. It's now going to be coming in early 2020. Originally, they said fall of 2019, but it will now be uh, somewhere in the beginning of 2020. Also, recently announced a new nighttime uh, ticketed event will be coming soon. Special ticketed event at Magic Kingdom. It is Unite the Night Villains After Hours. Uh, that will be some from on select nights from June 6th through August 8th. Uh, Run Disney Marathon Weekend, which is the race weekend in January, is now available for 2020. So register, sign up. I'm pretty sure I already saw that the 10K sold out. Um, so that's definitely one that goes quickly. That is the weekend that has the full marathon. So if you're interested in running a full marathon, through all four Walt Disney Parks, sign up, and then when packages become available um, in the next month or so for rooms and tickets and food, we can get that taken care of. Also, happy 30th birthday to Disney's Hollywood Studios. There are a ton of new and exciting things that are coming there, so now is the time to go see it. It's birthdays on May 1st. And moving back across the country, another uh, after our special ticketed event will be coming to Disney's California Adventure. It is their new Halloween party called Oogie, Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, it used to be um, Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party that was in Disneyland Park, but with the opening of Star Wars coming up, they're going to try to keep as many people, I guess, out of there or in there as possible and move that over to California Adventure. Um, that will be on select nights coming September 17th through October 31st. 
I think it's cool that they're starting to incorporate more villains. Yeah. And it's something that's a little bit different. I often get a lot of, they don't show villains and they don't show princes very much. So it's kind of cool to have that that unique thing coming yeah, I th- to I both think, coasts. I think having that in California Adventure actually has a pretty good chance to be pretty neat and do a lot of different things there. Um, we talked a little bit before we recorded this, they're going to be having a new World of Color Villains themed uh, World of Color show during that party. Yeah. So last but not least, if you are still looking for summer vacation plans, let's talk about a Disney cruise or a trip to either of the locations that we're going to discuss right now. So with all of that being said, um, I'm going to represent Walt Disney World and Zach's going to represent Disneyland as to not confuse you with who's what where, um, but we'll both chime in, I guess, right. on different aspects. So. To begin, let's clarify which coast, which destination is on. So, Walt Disney World is in Orlando, Florida. And Disneyland is in Anaheim, California. So, yeah, that, that is actually probably a pretty common misconception. It really is. Mis- it actually, people really don't, I mean, they'll call Disneyland and they mean in Florida when really Disneyland, Disneyland is Disneyland is a place. Yeah. And it's in California. So... We're going to start very simply, I guess, um, by talking about what happens when you first arrive. So when you get to Walt Disney World or you're traveling to Walt Disney World, if you go through Orlando International Airport, you can take the Magical Express, which is complimentary transportation to and from the airport to your resort. Right. And going to Disneyland out in California... Uh, there's multiple airports that you could fly in and out of out there. There's LAX, there's uh, Santa Ana, which is, um, I think that's the one that's Bob Hope. Um, or No, that's John Wayne. But there's also Long Beach, Burbank, and Ontario. So there are multiple airports that you can fly into out there, but there is not a Magical Express that's complimentary. They do offer shuttles at some of the airports that are about $50 per person. Yeah. Both times that we've gone out there, we've rented a car from LAX and drove. Right. Um, but there is shuttles that are offered. Yeah. So when you get to Walt Disney World, um, on property, there are 25 plus resorts. I'm not totally certain what it's going to be up to once all of the construction is finished and resorts are open by the end of this year. But... 25 plus different resort options for you at Disney World. Right. And at Disneyland, there are three on property. They are the Grand Californian, the Disneyland Hotel, and Paradise Pier. Um, So I guess you can say that at Disney World, you have the deluxe, moderate, and value. If you would have to give them a category at, at Disneyland, Grand Californian would be the deluxe, Disneyland a moderate, and paradise pier the value when it comes to uh, cost and just as a little side note to that um when you stay at walt disney world you get a magic band which i know we've talked about before and we'll continue to discuss it throughout this podcast but your room key is linked to your magic band right and at disneyland they they still use the technology where you get a a room key which is a card uh, that gets you in and out of the room 
when you go to Walt Disney World, there are four theme parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, uh, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. There are two water parks, and there is Disney Springs, which is like a shopping food district, which we've also talked about before. Um, in terms of proximity, you can walk from Epcot to Hollywood Studios or vice versa. You can walk from some of the resorts to theme parks, but you really need to take a mode of transportation. So a monorail, a boat, uh, a bus, minivan, eventually the Skyline or something like that. But it's very difficult to walk. You can't walk places, really. Right, and that's, that's different at Disneyland because you have two theme parks. You have uh, Disneyland Park, and then you also have Disney's California Adventure. Um, then you also have Downtown Disney. That's their version of Disney Springs. Um, whenever Rachel is talking about proximity and transportation, the main mode of transportation uh, out at Disneyland is walking. You can it's get like the only mode right. of transportation. Well, they they also have a monorail there, but whenever they built the monorail, that was meant to be an attraction. So you can get on the monorail at Downtown Disney, and it will drop you off inside of the park in Tomorrowland. But the main way of, of getting around there is, is by foot. So you can get from the resorts to the park in five to ten minutes tops. And you can get from one park to the other. 45 seconds. Yes. I timed it. Yes, seven iron. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a fast walker, but it, I mean, you can, it's literally, what, 200 yards? It's, yeah, Not it's even, right there. Like, it's, it's pretty speedy. Um, so that is one of the biggest differences. It's just the size of the resorts that are the the properties themselves. Is you can get from one end of the resort to the other in 15 minutes when you're in California, and you're supposed to allocate about 90 minutes to get from one place to the other when you're in Florida. So that's a really big thing, especially if you want to be a little bit more laid back and just kind of oh I'm gonna walk from one park to the other because I feel like it. So moving on to the tickets. When you are in Disney World, you purchase tickets for your entire trip and that, or however many days you want to be in the park. And included in those, well, I guess there are three different kinds of tickets. There are base tickets where you can be in one park per day, park hopper tickets where you can be in the four theme parks every day if you wanted to, and park hopper plus tickets where you can add water park and like wide world of sports and putt putt and all that kind of stuff to your tickets. But included in tickets, no matter what kind of tickets you purchase are fast passes. And when you have um, tickets and you have fast passes, if you're staying on property, you can book all of your fast passes 60 days out from the first day of travel, travel for your entire trip. So that's included in your ticket price. Um, if you're not staying on property, you get to do them 30 days out, one day at a time, which you still do them in advance if you want to get the best fast passes or the most high demand fast passes. Um, that's a that's a big one. But also, your ticket is again linked to your magic band that you wear. That's also your room key and some other stuff. Right, and tickets out at Disneyland, they are, they're actually, they're still using paper tickets. Uh, so whenever you go into the park, whenever you go into the park for the first time, 
Uh, you show them your confirmation number and they'll print you out a ticket. And another thing they'll do is they'll take your picture the first time you go into the park. So at Disneyland, uh, they take your picture, but then at, at Disney World, they have Use a finger, finger, finger scanner as like their extra extra security or extra way of saying that this is you and this is your ticket. Mm -hmm. When it comes to fast passes, this is completely different out of Disneyland. So you may remember if you've been to Disney World maybe 10 years ago or so before they had my Disney experience, the way you get a fast pass is you would show up at a ride, you'd put your ticket in and it would print you out, hey, come back between this time and that's what you did. Well, Disneyland has a form of that, but they also have what they call Max Pass. So what Max Pass is, is you're able to book Fast Passes on your phone one at a time. But to do that, you have to have entered the park on that day. So if you enter California Adventure, you can, as soon as you step foot in the park, you can log on to the Disneyland app and make a Fast Pass. Now you can also make fast passes in the other park as well. So if you went into Disneyland, you can make a fast pass over at California Adventure if you have the park hopper option. Right. So another thing you can do is if you enter the park in the morning, you can leave the park, go back to your hotel or go to downtown Disney, and you can still use the Max Pass and make a fast pass in either one of the parks. So it is similar to how Disney Disney World used to do it with the paper option where you book one at a time but the other thing is you have to be in the park you have to have entered the park where at Disney World 60 days out you can do it this has to be day of one thing that you didn't say is that you can purchase max pass in addition to your ticket so max pass right now is $15 per person per day right. and I honestly cannot recommend it enough it is such a good use of time it is such a good use of money the one thing or the other thing I will say is that unlike Disney World where you can pick what time you want your fast passes depending on what's available this just goes like it starts at nine in the morning because that's when the park opens and it goes in intervals until until they're out they're out so hourly intervals right. i think so it would be like 9 15 to 10 15 and then 9 30 to 10 30 right. you know it just kind of keeps going so if you want a fast pass for a certain time you have to be paying a little bit of attention you can't just go oh okay this fits into my schedule i'll right. pick it I for want, noon right that's not a thing so the other thing that's included in Max Pass we'll is... We'll get there in a second. I thought you were going to talk about Disney World. But what the other thing that comes bonus with the Max Pass is Memory Maker. So if you're interested in getting the Max Pass, it is a bonus on top of it that you're going to get the Memory Maker with that Memory package. Maker is the pictures. Right. Of like rides and character interactions and that kind of stuff. It's included in MaxPass. Um, it is not included in your ticket when you go to Walt Disney World. You have to purchase what's called Memory Maker. Right now, when you purchase it, at least three days in advance, it's $169 for your whole family. Like, don't think, you know, it's $169 per person per day or something. It's Your family just needs one, and there's, a like, a whole thing. But... If you purchase it day of or you get home and you're like, oh, I really love these pictures. I wish I would have purchased it. It's $199. So I personally am a picture person. I 
had a great time using the um, Max Pass photos to take pictures with some of the characters, which we'll talk about a little bit more when we were in Disneyland. And overall, I think they're both a good use of money, just depending on what you're what you're into. So the next thing that is different are extra magic hours or special ticketed events um, between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So when you're staying on Walt Disney World property, if you're a, an on-property guest, they call them, you have access to extra magic hours at select parks on select days. They usually open like an hour before. They just announced that they were getting rid of evening extra magic hours, which I kind of saw coming because the special ticketed events are doing so well, um, which we'll actually talk about in our next podcast. We're going to do a trip recap that we took a few weeks ago and we did a special ticketed event, but um, extra magic hours are included for resort guests and um, you can purchase early morning magic as a special ticketed event or after hours at select parks on select nights. So, yeah. So over in Disneyland, they have their version of this. They have, uh, whenever you buy a three-day ticket, automatically you get what they call uh, early morning magic. So that is for anybody, whether you're staying on property or off property, you will get one day that you get to go into the park early. When we were When we were just there a month ago, the one park that we got to go into was Disneyland. And the one thing that we noticed whenever we were there is you could only go into Fantasyland. So those were the only attractions open. But if you are staying on property, they have extra morning, or what is it, extra extra magic hours in the mornings right. for the on-property guests every morning at one of the parks. So it's either at Disneyland or uh, Disney's California Adventure. Yeah, Those are a great use of time, uh, as we talked a little bit earlier about this. And definitely in our last episode. Yes, and it's, I guess at Disney World, you're between 25 plus resorts um, of all of those people being in the early morning magic or extra extra, extra magic, magic hours. hours. Sorry, I keep getting them confused. They seriously did themselves such a disservice by naming them right. way They're too so close, close together. together. I mean, because people seriously, they look at the app and they see the hours and they see extra magic hours and they think that's a special ticketed event and vice versa. And people get confused and then people show up on a day that you're supposed to pay extra and they're like, what do you mean I'm supposed to be here? Well... No. Right. They just confuse Where I was trying to get with that is at Disneyland, whenever they have the extra magic hours in the morning for the resort guests, there's only three resorts worth of people in the park. So you can really get a lot done in that extra hour. And it's truly worth uh, getting up a little early to do that. For sure. Yeah, especially because it's so easy to go back to your resort in the afternoon when you need a break. It's five minutes down the way. Moving on to food, um, advanced dining reservations at Walt Disney World can be made 180 days in advance for your entire trip if you're staying on property or one day at a time if you're not. Um, That, I mean, I guess to sum it up, the biggest thing that I can say about the difference between Walt Disney World and Disneyland is the structure. Like, you have to decide if you want a high demand dining reservation six months in advance what day you want to eat. What for dinner? Yeah, it, it seems like if you're at Disney World, your entire trip is planned and on paper 
60, 60 days, days before yeah. you travel. And Disneyland, it's almost like on the fly. Day of super casual, whatever. Right. So as we're talking about dining reservations at Disneyland, you can only make those 60 days in advance and you can only do those one day at a time. So if you're staying at a Disney resort at Disneyland for four days, you'll have to make dining reservations four days in a row if you want to book them at the 60-day mark. Yeah, and quite frankly, I mean, I can't think of any reservations that would really fill up we, yeah, that for the, fast. For the two times that we've been there, we've never had an now, issue getting a reservation. let me also say we were not there after Star Wars opened. So I have no idea what the crowds are. You know, like yeah, I don't, both times we were there, they were, it was off. Peak yeah, we were off was, peak season, so I guess we shouldn't necessarily like go through that. I personally, I mean, we woke up every morning sixty days, yeah, just sixty to do, days out to make them, just to make sure because we're so used to Disney World. But there are options at Disneyland and at Disney World really that you can walk up and just eat. Yep. Um, one thing that I will say, and I kind of want to talk about this one for both places um, because I I tend to be a little bit more snobby in terms of quality of food. Um, Disney World has... I don't even want to use the word cheap. You still, can, it's, it's still good. It's good, but it's lower quality than what they have at Disneyland. Um, just, you, I, I mean... Southern Californians tend to be, or they, they tend to expect a higher quality of food. So you pay what you you get, what you pay for there. Um, you know, we were teasing. We went to a buffet for dinner, and I usually don't like dinner buffets just because they're kind of bleh to me. But I was teasing Zach that you could tell that they used better chicken in their chicken fingers. Like I got two little chicken nuggets or whatever, and you could tell just the quality of of food is better. So, yeah. Yeah, that really stands like out. I mean, you can, well, no, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you get what you pay for, and I feel like, yeah, the food's a little bit more expensive in California, but the food is better. Now, that's not, that's not saying Walt Disney World food is bad. I and mean, we've had unbelievable meals out there, but... Where it really stands out to me is the quick service locations. The quick service locations in Disney World, especially in like Magic Kingdom, uh, Hollywood Studios like that. I mean, you're going to get cheeseburger, chicken fingers, pizza, whatever. At Disneyland, there are so many different options that you can get and you're not going to feel like you just ate McDonald's five days in a row or whatever at Disneyland. There's so many more healthier options that you can eat while you're out and there. lighter and lighter too yeah you're not getting I, weighed down the by other the fries thing, and the other thing too is portions like the portions in walt disney world world are just ginormous which i am all for that i yeah i know you are but i, I mean the portions are more reasonable yeah in disney world or in disneyland like you you kind of get like one serving it's not like they just take three pounds of french fries and like throw them on your plate although i will say that in saying that out loud, I'm already expecting text messages. Like, what do you mean three pounds of That would be awesome. I would love to get three pounds of French fries. That Me too. So great. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, anything else you want to say about food? No, that that's about the about it for that. Okay. So moving on to character interactions. The biggest 
And so when you go to Walt Disney World, character interactions are very structured. Very rarely will you see them out walking around, and if they are walking around, they're going to and from um, backstage, so they're not taking pictures, they're not signing autographs, they're not really, I mean, they're waving, but they're not really personally interacting with characters. Right. But when you do get to meet them, it's very structured, they have scheduled times, they have scheduled locations, um, you wait in a line, you take your picture, you sign your autograph, and you kind of move around or move on your way. But in Disneyland... Right, in Disneyland, I mean, a lot of the things... Now, they still have uh, scheduled character meet and greets, but the one thing you'll notice the first time you walk into Disneyland Park is... Mickey Mouse standing right at the door. I mean, they're literally characters spread out all over um, Main Street USA there. Uh, I remember one day we walked in and Cruella DeVille was just randomly on the corner there. And the thing is, is that like she was standing there and no one was bum rushing. Yeah, she wasn't getting mobbed like how. How I feel like it would happen at Disney World. Like people would be like, get out of my way. I paid a million dollars to be here. You know, like I want my kid to meet her first. And people just don't act like that. Right. And and the other thing at, at Disney World, I mean, you'll. You walk in, you can see like the meet Mickey Mouse thing. As soon as you walk in on the right hand side, that's sometimes a sixty minute wait. Where to meet Mickey Mouse in Disneyland, it's you're waiting for six people in front of but you. But he and that's seriously, it. it was crazy. So we walked in, and right in the is it the hub? Like is what it's called technically. Yeah. Like right, right in the front door was Mickey, Minnie, Goofy. Yep. And Donald. Donald. All in their Mickey celebration, polka dot, birthday suits. And, like, it was totally fine. There were five people in each line. Everybody was taking pictures and signing autographs and doing all that kind of stuff. But, like, everybody could tell that there was a line and you needed to be in it. Like, there was no cutting. There was no uncomfortable situations. Like, whatever it it may be. Well, so the other thing, it's like, <laughs> when we were last out in Disneyland... You got a chance to meet Moana. I sure did. I mean, but out of random. I mean, we hopped out of a line because we saw her and you well, waited. Well, she wasn't for, scheduled. Right. But the thing was, you waited for four minutes tops. Not even. And if Moana came out in Disney World, you better believe there's going to be an hour wait for her. Where, More than that. I mean, I it's didn't, just. I didn't meet her the only time I saw her there. I think it was at the Christmas party. Yeah. Because it, yeah. It, the guy, you know, we were getting in line and I went to get my autograph book out of my backpack and the cast member that was working was like, oh, you're not going to need that for a while. This is a two hour long line. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't pay 150 bucks to stand in a line for two hours. So I ended up not getting to meet her. But yeah, that that was really cool. So and, and I guess the, the differences in characters like Cruella de Vil, Moana. Yeah. Fairy Godmother, Geppetto. Um, yeah, there's the, the like ones that all kinds you, of cool you ones. don't really, especially if, you, if you're somebody that's been to Disney World a lot, you show up at Disneyland and you're going to get a complete different uh, perspective true. and see different characters that you haven't seen before. So make fun of me if you want to, but I have an autograph book and my rule with the autograph book is only one autograph per character. So I don't duplicate. Getting close. I... I'm not duplicating. No, I was going to say you're getting close to filling it up. Oh, that's true. Um, 
But seriously, I had my autograph book out like the whole time when we were in Disneyland because there are just so many different characters that you have the opportunity to meet there. Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's really cool. It's just a lot more casual, a lot more exciting for me. Um, yeah. Right. Anything else? No, that's, yeah. All right. So moving to Nighttime Spectaculars, there are four five lots i now. guess because mul- some have multiple yeah there i guess five like first legit ones well, so what do we got here we got magic kingdom has happily ever after epcot has illuminations hollywood studios has the star wars fireworks and fantastic and fantastic and then animal kingdom has rivers of light and then i guess you consider their trio the tree awakenings they happen Something. so often that maybe you don't call it it, but they still have things going on there. True. So, so there's, there's plenty. The cool thing is, is that all of those are unique to... Actually, no, that's not true. They're not unique to all, unique to all Disney World because, because Fantasmic is also in California. Yeah, but it's a little different. It's so much cooler in right. Disneyland. But it's still different. Holy moly, that's true. Um, Yeah, so... They have a couple nighttime spectaculars in Walt Disney World. Um, we've talked about a lot of them before. We've talked about Epcot's Illuminations almost being retired. But they, I mean, I don't know. I guess we just put that down there because they have different ones in on the different coasts. Right, so, so just listing the, <laughs> listing the ones out at Disneyland. You have Mickey's Mix Magic, uh, which is relatively new, and we talked about it. In our last episode, uh, they also have World of Color, which is over at Disney's California Adventure, and Fantasmic, which we didn't get to see last time, but it is back. Uh, similar theme to the Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios, only in our opinion, it is a lot better. It might be one of the best nighttime shows that For Disney sure. offers at either coast. For sure, I like World of Color though. Yeah, I like the I, music they're... in it. I mean, but I'm a doofus and I like the music in all of them, so. Whatever. But I just, I think that what they're able to do with the water, it's like the Bellagio fountains, but with... A lot more going on. On steroids, basically. And it's Disney music, so I like it. Um, Is that all we needed to say about Nighttime Spectaculars, I guess? Okay. So, this is kind of a a side note, I guess. Um... Disneyland does not have an equivalent to Epcot. So you lose the festivals or most of the festivals that come with Epcot. So Festival of the Arts, um, uh, Flower and Garden, which is going on right now. Very cool, by the way. You lose those because there really isn't anywhere to put them. They still do have food and wine. But they do have food and wine. So the cool thing about that is that you can experience it twice and you won't have to overlap because in Walt Disney World it's in the fall and in Disneyland it's in the spring. So we were fortunate enough to be in Disneyland the day of the soft opening for the Food and Wine Festival this year. Um, And then it's like, what is it? August 29th to November something. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's forever this months. year in Epcot. But they're both similar. Um, I would say that, the again, the food quality and the food options well, the other are Well, the other thing, what, what Epcot does is with their food and wine, the majority of it is food and drinks from around the world. 
I feel like California Adventure, they try to hit on California Avocados. ingredients and local uh, items. I would agree with that statement. With that. I would agree. Uh, yeah, so festivals. That's about it for that, I think. Um, we talked about special ticketed events, so there's that. Um, so rides, I guess, last. And but- we're going to be all over the place here because... There's a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences at the same time. Yeah, so, so bear with us here whenever we go on so a tangent. I guess what we should do is talk about the rides that are in on both coasts, but are just a little bit different. And I we're not going to sit here and like bore you with how they're just a little bit different. But Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Small World, Buzz Lightyear, Toy Story Mania, Splash Mountain and Space Mountain, and Winnie the Pooh, and Soarin', I think that's all, are on both coasts, but unique in their own special way. Now, I don't know if I should do this, but in my opinion, Big Thunder Mountain, better in Disneyland. Haunted Mansion, better in Disneyland. Small World, better in Disneyland. Buzz Lightyear, better in Disneyland. Toy Story Mania, they're like identical. Yeah, they might actually be identical. They might actually be identical. Um, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain's very close to being the same. I think the big difference with that is uh, Disney World, you sit two per row, and then Splash Mountain in Disneyland is like one one person per row, like six people in a line, I guess you can say. So if you got to pick one, which one would you pick? I would pick the one in Disney World just because I feel like I got a lot more wet on the Disneyland <laughs> Now that's nothing against Were you like sitting nothing, in the front row? No, I was in the very back <laughs> row, but I just nothing against getting wet, but and it might have been since we were I went on it at ten o'clock at night. But okay. I don't know, I just feel like everybody got more wet on it. Okay, and Space Mountain? Space Mountain I think in Disneyland was better. Um, it was a lot more smooth. Uh, that that other one or that's another one that's a little different ride seating layout. Uh, Disneyland you said two people per row in Disney World is um, one person per row with six people in a car. Gotcha. Um, I think Winnie the Pooh is better in Disney World. It, like I think the technology was just a little bit more advanced. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're very similar, were. but just and a little actually, better. I don't know how we missed this, and I just popped in my head. But one of the biggest ones is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, duh. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is at Disney World and Disneyland. Um, The one in Disneyland, in my opinion, blows the one in Disney World out of the water. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that would agree with me. Now, I still love the one in in Disney World, um, but Disneyland just has so much more going on in it. Now, I'm not saying that because... um, there's more, well, there's more animatronics and stuff like that, but I just think the theming. The, well, the pre-show is better. So you, you're you in New Orleans Square, which is a land unique to Disneyland. Um, they do not have that in Walt Disney World, in, in Magic Kingdom. Like Disney, I guess we should have said this earlier, Disneyland, the park, is equivalent to Magic Kingdom. So Fantasyland, Adventureland, Frontierland are all or Tomorrowland are all represented in both of those parks, but New Orleans Square is unique to Disneyland. So you're automatically kind of in a better theme and a better atmosphere to be like shipping off to the Caribbean, kind of. Right. And then you go 
through, like, it's like a pre-show where you kind of literally fall off the coast of New Orleans and right, you you're it. in the Caribbean and you're with all these pirates without totally spoiling it. <laughs> right. I, was, I, would, I didn't want to try to get there without, like, oh, you got this, 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 this. Without ruining the whole thing for it you. It really is, compl- I mean, it, it truly is completely different than Disney World's. I also, this is kind of petty, but I think Soren is the same. Or Soren, the show is the same, but I think that the theater in Walt Disney World in Epcot is better. Well, it is. It, it just got refurbed. Well, so I'm it just is new, new screen, new projectors. Yeah, because the screen, I swear, like it, everything's crooked in California. Maybe yeah. it was just the seat I was sitting in or whatever, but like the Eiffel Tower was like completely bent, and I'm like. Pfft. Okay, or I'm crazy. Um, so those are the rides that are similar. Um, one thing that I did want to say, so if you've ever been on the Indiana or the dinosaur ride in Animal Kingdom, it's a, a thrill ride, I guess. Yeah. A dark ride, a thrill ride. It has the exact same floor plan of the Indiana Jones ride. It doesn't? No, it's the same... Same ride. I definitely uh, thought it was the same floor plan. I thought no, they said it's the same, uh, same car, same. I don't know what you want to call it. Same. I'm going to Google that for next same time. Same vehicle, same type of ride. I'm googling um, it for next time because I could have sworn that I I learned that somewhere on a documentary. But what's cool about it? So you're sitting in this car, and you think that you're going over this totally bumpy terrain and everything's crazy, but you're not. The ground is totally flat. It's the hydraulics in the car. Right. So I just think that's really cool. And I always like to tell people that because it's not as scary when you think of it like that. <laughs> it's just not scary in my I opinion. think I think they're both really cool rides. Um, but if I had to pick one or the other, I would definitely want to go on Indiana Jones instead. Yep. I agree. Because I just another, think Indiana Jones is cooler versus dinosaurs. And another one that's similar to that where they have the same ride system uh disney world has uh tower of terror and then disneyland has guardians of the galaxy mission breakout so this is a this is a free fall ride i guess you can say where you're in a elevator that they take you up drop you down take you up drop you down a bunch of different times the best ride that they have that's a lie so uh, you can understand the concept of a Tower of Terror. They take you up in an elevator. You think well, that... Well, but it's the Hollywood... It's the Hollywood... Hollywood Hotel Tower of Terror. Right. So it's the Twilight Zone. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is... I don't know all the characters and stuff like that, but the raccoon character is breaking all of the Avengers out of being captured. So that that sums up those Not the two Avengers. Or, I'm sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy moly, he's getting excited for Endgame, folks. Let me tell you. <laughs> Look at him. He's just so excited. He hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies except for Captain Marvel and uh, Captain America. Yep. That's all. Okay. Anywho, um, another one that is similar in style but different theming is Test Track at Walt Disney World and Cars in Disneyland. Is it just called Cars? I think it's just Radiator Oh, it's Radiator Springs Racers. Okay. Um, so, in the one, you build a GM yep. car, and then you go through all these simulators and tests and all that kind of stuff. But when you're on the Radiator Springs Racers, 
you get to have a race around Radiator Springs, like the course that Lightning McQueen would race dock and all that kind of stuff. And you get to see, you're on Route 66 for a bit, I believe, because you get to see the waterfall and all that kind of stuff. But it's really cool. Um, definitely would rather ride that one instead yep, of Test Track. I agree. For sure. It's not as fast as Test Track, but there's so much more the going on. The theming is just so much yep. better. Like, and, and I guess part of it for me is that I don't want to say that Test Track wasn't well done, but it became so much more commercialized. Like, it was more fun for me when it was like the old school dummies. Yeah, it just like, seems like a, it's way a, back yeah, when. It truly seems like, ah, oh, it's a crummy commercial. <laughs> what, I mean, there you go. There's a, a perfect bit. time to use it. A little bit. But, so rides that are, I guess we should have done rides that are unique to Walt Disney World also. But rides that are unique to Disneyland, and I guess we included these because they're originals. Um, there's a Snow White ride, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. They used to be at Disney World, by the way, but no longer there. Pinocchio. And I'll let you talk about the bobsled. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. That's kind of a cool one. A little bit trippy, yeah. but cool. But I'll let you talk about the bobsleds yeah, because that was so, one of Walt's original Right, ideas. so they have the Matterhorn bobsleds um, that is themed to... I guess, I don't know, what, what area would you say that is? That's the, the it's Alps. It's like an Expedition Everest Right, it's very thing. similar. So you have the Yeti that's inside, or the Abominable Snowman. The um, Matterhorn. The Matterhorn, excuse me. <laughs> that um, is trying to get you, and you're breaking out in a bobsled. So that was one of Walt's original rides um, whenever he built the park, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But... Yeah, that's. I don't, see, I'm not. I'm not too thrilled about this ride, just because I feel like <laughs> I got hit by a truck after I got off of it. Because you're going up and down so many little hills and curves that it does hurt a little bit whenever I get off. So, um, yeah, that's the. I guess the highlight of the Matterhorn bobsleds. Ah, so. Anything else? Oh, oh, the other ride. It's my favorite. The Incredicoaster. It's my favorite roller coaster of all time. And I will say that Expedition Everest was my favorite roller coaster of all time until I went on the Incredicoaster. And it's just way better. And it goes upside down. Even though I'm a giant wimp and I didn't know that I like roller coasters that go upside down. He's laughing at me, guys. <laughs> He's being a giant jerk about this. It goes upside down. It, it does. <laughs> I My favorite roller coaster goes upside down. Um, so I guess rides that are unique to Walt Disney World, uh, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, Exhibition Everest. Well, I mean, a lot of the rides at, at Animal Kingdom are um, by passage, themselves. You got Flight of Passage, the, the Safari, Slinky Dog. Yeah, I mean, we we could sit here for a while and go. Finding Nemo. We could sit here and go on. And keep going on and on about them. I can't think of any more right come now. On, come on. <laughs> I can't think of another one. Okay. Get the Barnstormer or something like that. Or... Dumbo. There's Dumbo there. At Disneyland. There is? Yeah, as soon as you walk through the castle. Oh, duh. Strike that. Okay. All right. So, I think that's all we need to talk about for rides. Yeah, that was we've, our We've exhausted rides. rides. Yeah, but I will say that in my opinion overall... The rides at Disneyland are better. To me, they appear more thought out. The details are more thorough. The, I don't want to say the quality of the materials are better, but I kind of sometimes get that vibe. Like when you're on Buzz Lightyear 
in Disneyland. It just seems to work a lot better than the the little laser. Yeah, the last time we Disney. went on there, we both of our things didn't work at Disney World. He just said that because he didn't get the high score. I had the high score in the car, but not the high score of the day. That's what I'm saying. I got like 1,200 points. That's right. not yeah, telling how difficult to beat me. So, to wrap all of it up, um, when people ask if, or what the biggest difference between Walt Disney World and Disneyland, Disneyland was Walt's park. He had a hand in creating it. He was there. He was involved. He lived in the park. He lived in the park. You really need to listen to our last episode. I'm telling you, it's very insightful. Um, But unfortunately, Walt Disney World was Walt's vision, but he did not live to see the creation and opening of the park. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the tour that we took in Disneyland was, the information was very similar to other tours that we had taken in Walt Disney World and all that kind of stuff, but being able to stand in the place where he stood and listen to what he was saying, to me, was just a lot more impactful. Yep. All right, so let me ask you. You have five days. Where do you go? Disney World or Disneyland? Well, I do both because... Well, no. I'm (laughs) I'm going off off script here, so... No. um, Where do you go? go? If I had five days... Well, let's say, let's, okay, let's say four days. You have a very long weekend. I just, to me, Walt Disney World has so many, has so much sentimental value to me. I mean, I went there as a kid. I've been there with with Zach a lot of times. We got engaged there. We had him in there. So many different things. Um... But if I was just going and the five-hour plane ride didn't matter, now I yep. should I should say that it, it's a five-hour plane ride for us for us from Ohio. Um, I would go on the clock here. How many more seconds do I have? I don't know. Browns are about to miss their pick. Oh, stop! He's a Steelers fan. This is the worst. I'd go to Disneyland. All right. I would. Your turn. Oh, wait, the Steelers don't even have a pick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that made no sense. Sure it did. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to forget she said that. That's hurtful. But I would pick Disney World um, just because I'm not... I, I do love rides. I really do. Um, and that is a big factor for me. But I just feel like... If I'm going on vacation, I want to be fully immersed in the vacation, and I feel like I believe it, the word is immersed or fully immersed. Sorry, um, I feel is whenever I'm at Disney World, I truly am like at a destination vacation. It's hard to say because I always talk about you feel like you're away from it all. And at Disney World, I feel like the outside world around me is gone. Um, It's such a big area with so much more to do um, when it comes to four different theme parks, two water parks, three golf courses, well, four golf courses, um, Disney Springs, 25 plus resorts, all the different ways of transportation. 
Um, I just feel like that is more me than it is to go back and forth to two parks. So that's why I pick that one. That's fair. I suppose that I pick Disneyland because I don't... I have a very structured way of eating. We'll start there. Um, and I... I, the biggest thing that I struggle with when I go to Walt Disney World is I just feel gross when I leave. Like, and I, I don't mean that, like, portions or whatever. It's just I feel kind of dumpy because you're just so busy. Like, there's always something to do. So it's not like you can wake up and, like, just kind of take it easy, go to the gym, do whatever. Like, I guess you can, but we don't, I guess, is the thing. Like, we go from four in the morning until one o'clock in the morning the next day because that's just how we roll when we're there. And I guess in Disneyland, I don't feel like you have that pressure to do that because it, like you just can't. Like there's only so much to do, I guess. Okay. I think that's all. Yeah. Sorry though, so anticlimactic. Like I didn't really have a lot of time to think about that. Ahead Put her on the spot. I'm not very good at that. He's always like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I do all of my planning five days in advance. So when he asks me what I want to do right then, I don't know. I think about it. Which is why I'm surprised you don't like Disney World. You plan that all out in advance. I do like Disney. Like, don't. No. <laughs> don't look at me. Okay. Yeah, Rachel doesn't like Disney World anymore. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, and don't get me wrong, like that was not an easy choice. And maybe I'm just snotty and I've been to Walt Disney World so much that I want to experience the other ones more. I don't know, maybe that's it. Okay. Could be that. That's fair. So, all of that being said and the completely anticlimactic ending that we just had there, um, in two weeks, episode 18 will be published for your listening pleasure. Uh, we will be doing a trip recap. I just turned 25 two-ish weeks ago, and Zach took me to Walt Disney World for a three-day? Yeah, it's three days. Well, three, th- three days in the park. Three days in the park weekend to celebrate my birthday. So we're going to talk about we did a split stay, uh, tried a new restaurant, did a special ticketed event. I mean, we were busy. We saw a lot of new things. We yeah. Really did. We, and Kevin... Kevin from Up, we can talk about that early, it doesn't matter. So um, lots of new things to tell you, lots of new things that we got to add to our um, resume. So if you need anything, let us know. Please, if you've made it this far, I meant to say something at the beginning, um, please give us a rating and write us a review if you like what you hear. And if you don't like what you hear, send me an email so that we can make it better um, because we really do enjoy doing this and we like to talk to you guys and we like to hear what you have to say and how we can make our show better, more exciting for you. So whatever listening platform that you are on right now, please consider giving us a rating and a review and subscribe so that you hear all of the super exciting things that we do moving forward. Anything else that you'd like to add? Well, Zach's done talking for the evening. so. With all of that being said, have a wonderful day or week or whenever you're listening to this. And we'll talk to you guys again really soon. Bye, guys. For more information about booking your vacation, 
please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, Small World Big Fun. Have a magical day!